It's them wise girls. It's the wise girls. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's the wise girls. Are the names uh-huh. Stay wise to the times is the game Relationships and money talk in the old way Oh, and if you didn't hear the name It's just them wise girls about to be like Lowry's seasoned podcast. You feel me, K-Ray? <laughs> Lowry's seasoned. It's going to be soulful, spicy. Yeah. Black. Black and black, black. <laughs> <laughs> black with sprinkles of white culture because we've grown up in America. <laughs> it's unintentional, but it's there. It's, there. it's like soul food fusion the way it should be. Mm. Mm. So I'm your girl, Laura. And I'm your girl, K-Ray. And we are Dim Wise Girls. So we about to get into our first episode of season two. Where you been at, K-Ray? What your life been doing? I feel like I haven't seen you in a a year of Sundays. In a year of Sundays, you know, just, you know, trying to live life, trying to plan a wedding. (laughs) K-Ray is like the anti-bride. She is not enjoying any of it, but meanwhile, I know all, like, the bridal uh, etiquette, all the anecdotes, all the necessary, I know the whole bridal timeline, I do know all the procedures, I do, I do, I I mentally have it rolodexed in my mind, so I just ask K-Ray questions, like, I mean, are you going to send out save the dates, people need to be able to reserve their vacation around your your timeline, Are you gonna, what's the food going to be like? I mean, how are we decorating? Are you watching YouTube videos? And Kerry is just like, nah. <laughs> I am. I mean, I am. I'm trying. There's like pockets of where I'm like, oh, this is fun. And there's pockets of like, oh, this is stressful. It's like, I don't know how to get stressful, Kerry. You don't even like. I do. I do do stuff. What are you talking about? How can it not be stressful? Have you mailed out your save the dates yet? I have addressed them all. I just need to drop them in the mail. Okay. All right. All right. See? Podcast listeners, please hold my sister, Catherine Ray Wise. That wise girl. Hashtag that wise girl. That wise girl's wedding. Uh, let's hold her accountable. Let's let's get her through this marriage, to the, to the marriage line. Because the wedding is not the final destination. It's actually it the beginning not. of a beautiful journey. And I'm trying to influence her to understand that, like, the beginning of this journey should be meaningful and purposeful and not just like, oh, here it is. That is not. I am Ugh. trying to focus on the marriage Ugh. aspect This is of the nigga I want to spend my life with. The wedding aspect of things. And I'm trying to have a nice little ceremony uh, that's... Uh, uh, conducive to the size of my pockets so you know mm-hmm. trying to keep it on the low end of the budget 
I'm trying to keep you from having my big fat, my big fat black tacky wedding. Sometimes they're like, okay, pull it back, pull it back. Tacky, it, back. it will not be. Thank you, I appreciate that. You're not allowed to have a tacky wedding. Tacky, it will not be. You're not uh, allowed. Not simple allowed. and understated. Yes, uh, not allowed. Not allowed. All right, Kara. Well, so anyway, what's going on with you in your life? You know, I've just been being traumatized by. Uh, watching the world from the view of a black woman. I've been traumatized by so many things since Christmas. It's just not even funny. Like the R. Kelly documentary had me fucked up. I couldn't even watch it. Uh, trying to understand what's going on with Jussie Smollett has just had me fucked up. Um, just There's just so many different aspects that have happened during this cold season. I mean, Black History Month was very hard on me. Yeah. Just... Yes. <laughs> it has been... An interesting turn of events. Um, work is getting interesting in the very worst way. Yeah. But let's not even talk about that. Um, it's just, it's just, I just don't even know what to say, what to do. You know, they they say bread is life, and I break, and I bake bread, 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 and I shovel the stinking dough in and out of a hot stove, and for what, huh? And for what? So, I don't know, I'm trying to get like in my creative space and find some like some purpose and some meaning to why everything is going on the mm-hmm. way it's going on. Yeah. Like maybe things are making me upset because I write better when I'm angry. You know, I create better when I'm pissed off. And you yeah. know what? Something good's coming because, yes. because life is trying me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I've been dating a little bit too. That's, yeah, dating. Yeah, you've well, been dating. I've been whatevering. I don't want to call it dating. I've been whatevering. You've been composting. Composting? Not quite recycling. Because, you know, recycling, I guess those are kind of the same thing. I don't know. It made sense when it first popped <laughs> into <laughs> my head. Thought, oh, it's composting. Um, But, yeah. Kind of reusing some goods and trying to put them into the ground and bring out good nutrients. Yes, out I, of them. I'm trying to make fertilizer. Yes, that's what I'm trying to do. Kendra. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a smidge of whatevering. Um, your mom cornered me and asked me like, "What are you two doing?" And I said, "Why we got to be doing something?" Well, inquiring minds want to know, and what's that is happening. my answer. Why we got to be doing something? If marriage is the only form of relationship recognized out here in these streets by the government, everything else is just a fun title to make you feel better, and I don't need one to make me feel like anything. Y'all don't need a title because this person is from your past, and we've done this before, so we really don't need to do that again, but I am all for you having fun, girl. I'm all for you having your Samantha Jones time it's all good it's all good and uh, and again why we gotta be doing something exactly like it is what it is i mean like samantha jones said she said go through life like i do enjoying men but don't expecting them to fill you up boom 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 if this works out that's awesome if this goes back to being exactly what it was before. If this works out, this is like the episode of Sex and the City. <laughs> when, when Carrie started dating her high school boyfriend again. I know, but they didn't work out. They didn't work out, but there was the whole premise of 
could this, this work, work out? out? Yes. Um, you know, I'm having a good time. Yes. That's the most important part. Um, I'm laughing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it works out, it works out, you know? Uh, yeah. And, and if, if it, it don't, it don't. And if it don't, it don't. Dodge the bullet. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I've just been, I've been every form of something to men to just, I just can't take it seriously anymore. <laughs> I've been everything you. but wife. Mm-hmm. So, is if I'm still in the but wife section, I'm just not about to stress nothing. I hear you, girl. You can come, you can go, and I will take the free samples. I'm. That's what we're doing. Me and him, we're Costcoing. Yeah, I'm walking through him. I'm eating the free samples. I'm drinking the free juice. I'm getting two dollar hot dogs. You know, actually, it's less than two dollars. It's like a dollar ten for a hot dog and a drink, right? Yeah, I'm eating churros. I'm letting him check my receipt, and then I'm bouncing. We're Costcoing. You're hilarious. We're Costcoing. You're hilarious. Yes, you are. I cannot. I cannot. I just can't. From now on, that is what we're going to call it. I'm Costcoing. Honestly, and you know what? I'm Costcoing with all these niggas. Any, any, anybody who wants to get in line and let me Costco through you, let's have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't even know what to say to that. But we do want to take a small break so we can come back and just kind of catch up with you guys. Hit on some topics. I've seen some things since our last episode. Oh, yeah. We know you've seen some things since our last episode. So we're just kind of going to unpack the things that we've seen and we've heard. Yes. Because you want our take on them and we want to talk about our take on them. So, uh, right, right. We'll see you in a bit. Oh my God, the toilet is overflowing. Do you have a plunger? I don't have a plunger, I don't have a plan, and I don't know what to do. It looks like we're gonna have to make the wise choice. Wise plumbing, that is. The number one plumbing choice in the Cincinnati metropolitan area. Call Bob Wise at 513-772-7507. Make the wise choice. Okay. Okay. So, what's going on out here in this world? What's got you what's got you riled up right now? Um, let's just let's just hit a few tops. Okay. Let's a few hot a, tops. A few hot tops. Shout out to the read. Um, <laughs> we don't do hot topics. This is so ironic. I know. Cuz we're like we we don't work fast enough. We don't. To cover hot to topics. To cover hot topics. <laughs> but honestly, with this um, welcome back episode to the podcast, I yeah. figured we could just catch up on a few things because we normally kind of talk about things that happen mm-hmm. and in a perspective that makes it so it doesn't matter when it happened. Yes. So this is actually still going to feel fresh. 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 She's fresh. Fresh. Exciting. Okay. Okay. Come back to the world. All right. So, um, can we just talk about something that I absolutely positively love that people probably don't know about me is that I am um a celebrity race- relationship stan. So like if I like your relationship, I enjoy watching it. And a relationship that I enjoy watching is Waka Flocka and Tammy Rivera. I love them. 
I, you know, I, I just like something about that. Like, he loves her. He had an infidelity. They worked through it in the way, in the way that you should let a woman work through it. You let her treat you like crap while she's pissed off. And you'd be like, you know, it's okay that you're mad at me. I did that to you. Let's work through this. Anyway, but it's very ride or die and I like it. I can't. It is very. So they're on uh, Marriage Boot Camp Hip Hop Edition. So when I saw that they were on it, it mm-hmm. was like, oh, I'm watching I can't. This. I, have to, I have to catch a few clips of this because I it have was, not seen It's really anything. good. I can't. I can't believe it's you're saying It's really this. good. I can't believe you're saying this. I keep telling you that it's really good. I keep telling you it's like a really ghetto Esther Perel episode. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really good. And honestly, I'm getting like nuggets and gems that mm-hmm. I was not expecting to get because I really only came for Waka and Tammy. Um, let's just go through who's on Marriage Boot Camp okay. Reality. Okay. If you haven't watched it, get on YouTube and watch it. It's it's a good like mind numbing experience. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, you know I, what I mean? That's why I haven't watched it because I only have... Room for one thing of smut, and I'm all, I'm still in love and hip hop. So that's my smut, and uh, that's all I have. This was actually space better for. than love and hip hop to me. It was like it was smut with a little substance. It was like smut, smut, smut. We gonna sprinkle some substance. Like we gonna put a little Lowry's on this, and then smut, smut, sprinkle. Anyway, the doctors always bring it back. You know what I mean? The yeah. doctors be like, well, now that we've let you come out here in our experiment. Yeah, let you act a damn fool. <laughs> then they be like, we're going to break this up? No, we're going to see if they can actually work through this. And they continue to watch the monitor. Gotta love it. Um, who else is on Marriage Boot Camp Reality? Okay, let's do this in the real ghetto way that I'm about to do it. Uh, it's Dime Peace and her dude. I don't know his name. And her dude. It's Drew, a.k.a. Lil Fizz, and that chick from Love and Hip Hop that he was with, that I knew it wasn't going to work out when when he brought her to the forefront. But let's not even go there. It's Soulja Boy and Nia Riley. They weren't even together no more. I don't understand. It's anyway. Lil Mo and Carl. Let's say this man's name and stop calling him Lil Mo Husband. It's clearly... A sensitive place to exist. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there, and then it's Tammy and Waka. So, the show starts out caring. Okay. <laughs> the show starts out, and you know what was the most jacked up thing about the show starting? Because all the couples was kind of like arriving in their very nice, expensive cars, like mm-hmm. together, together, together. And then somebody rolls up alone, and it's the girl who dates Lil Fizz. And, of course. And I'm already like, first of all, if I have to show up to marriage boot camp alone, if that's how not together we are, nigga, I don't even need to be on marriage boot camp. We don't. We can't even go on dating boot camp. We have to go on break up boot camp. Break up boot camp. I can't. They just, ooh, ooh. Lil Fizz, I think Lil Fizz missed his calling on being a pimp. Because that nigga is ice cold. Really? I don't know what. I mean, I don't know if it was not having a daddy. I don't know if it was Monice Slaughter. I don't know what it was. But that nigga <laughs> should be. Is that really her him. last name? Because that's ironic as hell. Why? She's she's her her personality is slaughter. <laughs> yes, girl. So they're all on the show. It's it's I mean, just interesting things happen, but you just see how toxic Soldier Boy and Nia is, and it's like this is like borderline abuse. Uh, yeah, because he needs his own individual therapy. 
mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. own individual mental boot camp. And it's just, you know, and you see that. But then, okay, first of all, if we're going to talk about Soldier Boy, Drake, <laughs> Drake, Aubrey Graham from DeGeneres. <laughs> who tried to hide his world? I can't even get it. <laughs> the nigga who tried to hide his kid from the world, but the world wouldn't hide from his kid? Soldier Boy. Yeah. That whole interview just made me see. So, like, we as a black community are, like, hurting the people that we hold up and discard so quickly. Mm-hmm. Because you got to think, you were 12, 13 years old, you're a superstar, you 25, and you can't, you know, get that same level of interaction from the public. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's no level of preparation for it, and then we like laughing at you. Yeah, It's hurtful. It's just hurtful. Is, and to yeah. know that there's a black woman on the other side dealing with that, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot for Jesus. That's a lot for Jesus. Jesus would be like, I'm exhausted. It's just a whole lot. It's just, you know, I don't know how it is in other countries, but here in America, it's it's hard. You know, once you reach a level of fame, it's like you can't go back. You can't go back to living a regular life because then, you know, society views you as nothing. You know, washed up. It's like you can't go back to living you know, regular day-to-day. I think it would be harder if you started out really young. I think if I got famous right now, I would milk that shit, make my money, and they'd be like, because even after they're washed up, they can still get jobs. I know. Like, they be getting jobs. Now, you don't do what you used to do, but, hey, you got a little job at a radio stage. Like, if you stacked your money right, and the little mm-hmm. jobs you get afterwards, the fact that you could just use your name as clout to, like, do shit. Mm-hmm. Do it. They because people be having conversations, they be like, he washed up. I'd be like, well, he got this venture, that venture, this venture. Not Soldier Boy, but just in general, general. other celebrities. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, they got other stuff going on. You're supposed to get the celebrity and then use it to your advantage mm-hmm. for as long as you can. Hell, I think uh dude from the Brady Bunch, um, one of them, the youngest the guy who played the youngest uh one who dated the America's Next Top model. You don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I watch way too much reality TV with that realization. Anyway, he milked it. These white, uh, yeah, these white celebrities will milk. If uh, you can keep your mind afterwards, if you can keep your mind after it, do it, do it, do it. Work, work the mm-hmm. avenues you can work, because it's a, it's an ever changing evolution. So anyway, back to the marriage boot camp. Why are we watching marriage boot camp again? Because it's hilarious. Oh yeah. Little little fizz is the reason little you're gonna fizz, watch little it. Fizz. Okay, yes, little fizz. Little fizz, like the level of I don't give a fuck in this nigga's system is lethal. So what? So what is their problem? What's their issue? Why are they there? They're there because he won't be her man. So then I, why, why the fuck are we here? I don't understand. Because you get paid to be on. Oh uh, yeah, I know. You I think they just said, "Look, let's get this check." Yeah, they gonna get the check. Let's get the check. Uh, Lil Mo and her husband are interesting. Yeah. Because uh, you can tell Lil Mo has like a complex where she kind of builds herself up with her persona mm-hmm. um, so that you can't hurt her. And then Carl is just like, I don't, I don't, you know, he's like double dutch. I don't know if he's in or he's out. He's mm-hmm. jumping in, he's jumping out. He's in her face. You know, baby, I love you. I want to work this out. But then he got called FaceTiming a bitch. And it was just like, now why are we here, Ike? Why are we here? He got caught FaceTiming or some shit. 
Yeah, but you know, it's it's deep. You should watch a K-Ray because they just find out things from their childhood and you see all of them have been just so traumatized by things that they saw growing up that it is almost like... It's just so... Mm-hmm. It's so... It so answers the questions of why... <laughs> why we be out here mm-hmm. further damaging each other. Watch it. All right. Watch it. I'll watch it. Now we gotta move on to what else I wanna talk about, too. Okay. Girl, I want to talk about a black woman who's out here trying to take the kingdom that is black men back, back from the captors. Wait, who, what, who? You don't, you didn't see this happen? What's happening? Girl, the Harriet Tubman of Thoughtatree is out here taking niggas on the Underground Railroad and bringing them back to freedom. Jordan Woods, the 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 girl with the, um, the the Tristan man and the Chloe girl, that them peoples. Girl, this is why I'm gonna talk about hot topics. Anyway. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Chloe <laughs> Kardashian, K-Ray. her baby daddy, uh, the friend of her sister, the, the other girl. Yeah, some some poetry, some thoughtry, and all that. You know, culminating to some stuff that you should have known was gonna happen because you know, it's just what y'all do. Well, I mean, I don't understand. Girl, honestly, when they said Tristan Thomas got caught with Kylie Jenner's best friend who is black, mm-hmm. I just thought, sounds good. <laughs> you a damn fool. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Um, No, but what is interesting and what I'm actually kind of like, excited about within the moment it's not just that he was cheating on chloe with a black woman that is that's just petty me um (laughs) real me likes how black twitter and black women are kind of like showing up for jordan woods okay okay. because i did watch the red table talk where she was talking to jada i did not know that they're basically like her godparents oh and that she grew up with um will's son Okay. Jayden. Uh-huh. And they were like lifelong friends and like she's a part of the family and her dad was one of the crew on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Mm-hmm. Like you just really get to know about her. Yeah. Now, I can't say that I wholeheartedly look, hashtag believe black women. But I just felt like throughout the red table talk, I felt like she was leaving something out. And that could have just been my own personal intuition. So we're so Cause she basically just said that they went, her and her girls went out to a club. Okay. They went out to a club. They were partying. They were dancing after the club. It, you know, they always go to somebody's house for an after party. Uh huh. So she said the after party this time just happened to be at Tristan's house, and she felt cool with it because she was like, "Oh, I know him. Cool, let's yeah. go." Yeah. So she said they were at the after party, and she was sitting in a chair, like on the arm of the chair, uh-huh. and he was sitting in the chair. Okay. So then she said, but she said his legs were on the floor and her ankles were kind of like crossed over his legs. Uh-huh. And then she said she was there till morning. He did try to kiss her before she left, but she did not sleep with him. Oh, okay. Right? But she said she told Chloe she was at the after party. She never told her about the kiss and, you know, the sitting in the chair. You know, she just left some parts of the story out. So they was just flirting and they kissed and. And that was it. That was it. Are you for real? Are we all up in a, a, a hoopla about that? Oh, girl. Anyway, and then Jada asked Jordan, do you think you broke up Chloe's family? And then Chloe... Oh, no, they, they 
relationship was broke up before she even got there. What they talking they about? They was already breaking up. And Tristan Thomas has been caught cheating on he Chloe been, like 50, 11 times. Right. He ain't been down since day one with Chloe. I don't understand. He was, out, he was, in, he was in the hospital. Shh, And this nigga was out doing some shit. Like, he wasn't even there. Like, what the? What are we talking about here? Please explain it to me. But I do like how black women and black people in general online have showed up for Jordan Woods. And I really want to think of it as like an example of not discarding black women for making a a less than good choice sexually. Because I feel like normally when a black woman does Girl, if she blinks three times and has to pull her bra strap up at 3 p.m., it's like, you a hoe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like they are quicker to misrepresent black women sexually. Yes. And in the easiest way fashionable. You know, we are quickest to be the hoe, to be the mistress, to be, mm-hmm. you know, just to be villainized for our sexuality to the point where we almost don't even get to explore or discover ourselves sexually in a public form. Mm-hmm. Um, because white women can, uh, throughout their college years, they can be wild. Yeah, They have girl. that freedom to be wild. Oh, I kissed my roommate in college. You know, that that one time I had that lesbian experience oh, before yeah. I married Bill. Uh-huh. Um, they can be at the club dancing on the, you know, they can do all those things. And then at 35, somehow They're... get selective amnesia that they ever acted like that and start voting Republican. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and vote for a pussy grabber. But that is just like, that's the extent that white women get to be and free with their mm-hmm. sexuality. Mm-hmm. Not to say that they don't suffer from being slut shamed or anything like that. But I'm just saying they do get a broader spectrum of discovering themselves sexually than black women. Yeah. And that's why I feel like there's so much divide and so much name calling and so much divisiveness mm-hmm. um, between black women and black men and black women and other black women. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a certain sector of black women who want to qualify themselves as good. Yes. I'm good. You know, I keep my freakiness in the bedroom with my husband. And, uh, you know, me and Daytuan, you know, we discover things every now and then. But I never let it out in the streets. And I'm like, girl, you find sexuality out here in these streets. Quit playing. I've never. I don't. Um, (laughs) And then there are the black women who are out here discovering themselves and doing things. And, you know, just doing things that could be classified as Hoish behavior, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't really even full heartedly believe in hoetry. Bust down, Tatiana. Bust down. Uh, but I feel like, you know, usually you call a woman a hoe when you just don't agree with she's doing sexually mm-hmm. or with her sexuality. That's the moment that she becomes a hoe or, you know, a slut or yeah. a bust down. Yeah. When you just don't agree, like, that's just not how you get down or that's not how you want the person that you want to. Ex- sexually commit yourself to let's not just say experience sexuality with yeah because there's a lot of people out here experiencing sexuality with people who they don't want to commit to yes or even admit to Ooh, yes. that was a mission that was work mm-hmm. but um i think that definitely i felt like yes y'all show some compassion to these black women <sighs> we need some space yo mm-hmm. we need some space what do you think I mean, I'm on par with what you you just broke down. I mean, 
I don't know what the the feedback was because I didn't really read into it too much because it was like I mean the rooster is crowing I don't I don't I don't understand <laughs> I mean what do we expect but um it just didn't make any sense to me but I think I mean with these details of what happened I mean it, I, don't, I can't even explain it because I don't understand the uproar I mean. But yeah, I'm so glad people are coming to the defense because I do feel like, yes, black women do get it bad with the whole slut shaming, the whole um, kind of like if you are exploring your sexuality in this way and what could be deemed as hoe or, or slutty, then you're t- tossed up and thrown aside like, oh, you know, yeah, you're a slut for again. life. Although I feel like that has been very much... Um, dissipating over the maybe past decade um, with a lot of public relationships with women who have been deemed that and, and yet have turned around and been, you know, married to other public men and it been like, uh, uh, you know. Example? And not a big deal. Oh, let me see. I don't know. Like, are we talking like a Cardi Offset kind of thing? Or, which I have no problem with. Do not come for me. I love Cardi. Uh, just left my kid, Mamiana. Uh, but uh, are we talking like an established businessman who got into a relationship with a woman who was deemed, you know, an undesirable? Let's put it like that. Hmm. I'm thinking more like women who may have been in the sex industry who have gotten married. Um, or like, cause like who, what is her name? She's blonde. Was she a Playboy bunny? The Kendra girl who had the reality show? Yes, Kendra yeah. on top. She was a Playboy she, bunny. She but she's ma- white. She is white. I was just talking in general. Oh, women oh you're, in general. you're just saying women in general. Women We're just talking general. women now. Yes, just women in general. Say. No, I wasn't, I wasn't specifically talking women of color. Um, except for the whole, the whole love and hip hop thing. The whole... Not loving hip hop, but the whole my wife, you know, used to be in a stripper. Cardi used to be a stripper. Um, Dime P used, Dime to, be a used to be a stripper. It's like they, I mean, they come up, they get married, they get these rappers or basketball players or whoever, and next thing they know, they got a cooking show, and then they selling <laughs> aprons and shit at Target, and you get their home line, and buy sheets and shit by them. Uh, no, no, they don't. Nobody, say this nobody is, does, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's I was going to say, it has not yet to happen. It's I was like, this makes it sound like you're coming for Aisha Curry and uh, John Legend's <laughs> and wife. Chrissy Teigen. And Chrissy Teigen. It's because, the next step. Yes, it, it's the next it's step. It's the next step. Because they're wholesome, so it feels like like, they're oh, wholesome, give them something, but but it's only a it's matter a, it's of only time. Only a matter of time. People like Cardi B become, you know, uh, Cardi is a household household name. names. You Rightfully. know what I'm saying? Rightfully they so. they have they get the money, they get married, they have a baby. It's the next step. It's gonna happen. They're gonna have some home good line or some candle line or some whatever, and it's gonna be like whoop. It's all good now. Not I'm not. I don't. It's probably coming out like kind of that's like a bad antagonistic. Thing. Like, yeah, that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's it's actually a 
a, great a step thing. forward. It's a good thing to me. Um, because I feel like I'm tired of black women having to box themselves in sexually yeah. or just as a whole, like, you don't have no diversity, no complexity to yourself. Yeah. Because of a moment you felt like exploring your sexuality. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. Absolutely. And you got to think about how, like, this whole new wave of relationships being the cool thing. Oh, we in a relationship. Oh, we had a baby. Oh, we a family. Mm-hmm. Is like a really a new wave because... You got to think about how many black people, how many black couples that there were. So, have you been watching Love and Hip Hop? You haven't watched. I haven't watched Love Love and Hip Hop. So, you know, you got Papoose and Remy. They out there with the black love. They married. Everybody likes their relationship goals. Air quote. I think people like their relationship more than they like Remy's music. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that could be an (laughs) argument. and so Papoose be on the show, like, telling all the other bros, like, yo, you know what you need to do is you need to marry or you need to lock it down because you really ain't going to know what y'all going to get through until you get married and whatnot. And I'm like, Papoose up there telling all these bruh men, all these rappers, Thank all, you, all these Papoose. people who was supposed to be single their whole life or whatnot or treat women like trash. Like, you know, you need to treat her right. You need to lock her down, marry her. Telling Joe Button to get married to uh, Sin. I'm like, uh, Papoose, I know you need Ro and everything, but I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Shut up, Karen. I don't think they need to get married because Joe still got some issues. He's trying to mold her, girl. That's what I think. I mean, that's the whole point of getting with a chick that's younger than you. He be trying to mold her. He be like, yo, you don't need to act like that. Like, no, you need to let her grow and learn on her own terms and Whatever. And just support and her. If you don't want her like she is right now, then you don't need to be with I her. I have watched a little bit of them on Love and Hip Hop. Okay. I have watched a little bit of them. And, um, <laughs> so it is a fad. It is like this whole, like, yeah, you know, lock it down, get married, have children. I hope it's not a fad. I mean, I hope it's something that sticks with us mm-hmm. and that there are more, that the focus comes back to families Mm -hmm. because I just think about how many people I know who have experienced family family family-lessness trying to make a word here but it's hard to say (laughs) family-lessness where it's like people are getting dropped off and picked up and never really experiencing the whole family as a whole that live together Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that blended families can't be beautiful but still, that's a family, and some people don't even get to experience that. Mm-hmm. You got to think, um, you know, I feel like Caitlin had, my daughter, has had a whole full house <laughs> experience. Yeah. Like, in, in the reverse, though, with women. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Uncle Jesse and Joey, she's had Grandma and Aunt K-Ray. Um, sort of... <laughs> I'm mad our parents listen to our podcast. I was gonna, I'm still going to tell it. So I guess Caitlin acted up last night, and Mom said she called Dad. And she was like, Caitlin's attitude is just horrible. I just don't know what I'm going to do. Teenager. And she said Dad was like, yeah, I know, because she acted like that with me. And da 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 And Mom was like, I stopped myself in the middle of it. Like, why did I call you? <laughs> You don't have any empathy either. And it's hilarious. They're hilarious. But um, I still feel like it was awesome to have a family experience, even though our parents are in. uh, Let's give them a store. If I'm Costcoing, what are our parents doing? (laughs) I don't know. Our parents. Are Gabriel brothers? 
brothers? I don't know. No, Gabriel Brothers is at least fun when you find something. <laughs> Our parents are Walmart in the worst neighborhood. You never really want to go in there. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know. That's, you're making me, I'm glad you brought that up because now I really want to like, come to a conclusion. Like, what are they? They're like a store that's operational for the functionality. Like it's fiduciary responsibilities are being um, followed through with. But yet there's no um, there's joy and uh, community <gasps> within it. Our parents are a department store in a black neighborhood. It's making money. Uh-huh. It sells everything it's supposed to sell. It looks a hot mess inside. It looks a hot mess inside uh-huh. and customer service is horrible. horrible. Oh, yes. Even we get our healing on our podcast <laughs> anyway. Um, I think, you know, that experience, though, kind of molded me and definitely. set expectations. Yeah, and definitely. Even though I feel like our dad feels like we're not <laughs> meeting the expectations that he set. And it's like, look, brother, our trade-offs, okay? We can either have a man who makes great money, yeah. provides really well, but... Everything yeah. else? Yeah. Everything else is like... Yeah. Emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Or we could have a guy with a little less money, but more emotionally availability. And, you know, there for the quality time. And, yeah. You know, the way I feel about men is you best have your own money. You know why? Because money is like a shutter up, or it's like, nah, mm-mm, here's mine. I put it on the table. It's here. You cannot run me. Okay, anyway. Oh, hilarious. Okay, side note. Side note. This is a total side note. I had the deepest revelation this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Having a conversation with my Costco friend. Um, Because we're both in these awkward living situations Mm -hmm. that, like, happened at the conclusion of a relationship, you know? Okay, yes. And I was telling him that, like, living with your grandparents is honestly, like, a good thing, and I'm really sure they appreciate you being with them. Yeah. At this point in their lives. Mm -hmm. I was like, and you keep an eye on them, you know, you just, you never know with, like, in-home healthcare, you know, you just don't know what those people are doing to your family. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, that's good, but, you know. And I was trying to figure out, like, why was he so uncomfortable with the situation, even though it's a position that's, like, not as glamorous, but, like, you can stack your money, you can get your shit together, mm-hmm. and then you can move from there and, like, have the ultimate, like, bounce back, right? Yeah. Because that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, man, what is the difference? Because I feel like we're in the same exact position. Mm-hmm. And he was talking, and I was like, and you were in a relationship that probably wasn't conducive at home. Mm-hmm. Like, it was probably good for your, like, for a familiar aspect, but, like, the intertwinedness of this, you know, yeah. man-woman mm-hmm. was probably not all that good. No, I mean, anyway, that's not even relevant. But, and I was like, well, why would you want to live with somebody? And I thought, oh, because you're the man. You're the man. Yeah. Even in a bad relationship, you're the man and you're the king. Yeah. You know what I mean? At some point, you got to put your foot down and be a man. And then when you put your foot down, you've been a man. The house gets quiet and shit. You know, to turn on that daddy. Hey, everybody sit down. You know, just, <laughs> <laughs> you're the king. You're the king. So you've gone from being the king to, like, the kid, and you're just totally uncomfortable. And yeah. you feel like you need to escape that. Yeah. I was like, whereas I'm, I was like, you know what? Every time I've ever lived with a man, I felt boxed in. 
Mm. I felt like I had to hold some piece of myself back. Okay. And his expectation, he had, he also had that expectation, like, you live with me now. And oh. now that you live with me, oh. you know you ain't a princess no more. Ooh, it's Ooh, like a little oh princess. Remember that mean lady when, she, when her, they thought her daddy died? Yeah. And she was like, you are no longer a princess. She took a locket off her neck. Mm-hmm. That's what happens every time I live with a nigga. That has happened. They had, because they do talk like that. They thought, you live with me now. Yeah. And they were all, they, they all thought you were spoiled. Like, you know, we can't be doing all that. Honey, I don't think he won't be like this. But, honey, if we'll try to do some shit like that, if we'll try to do some shit like that. <laughs> I don't that. think he would do that. I know, I know. But he's I'm not just, that kind of person. I know, he's, a, he's not that kind of person. But I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not even in, it's I, not it's even not, in your it's, fiance. It's, it's not, not in even. him. But I'm just saying. He's gonna listen to this episode. <laughs> I, I ain't said nothing, but I'm saying. <laughs> it is. No, that's not. That's not it. That's not. not it's like just that. not his personality. <laughs> so. uh, but yeah, so you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, every, no, so that's I why I don't mind. Like, I don't mind this whole fun, non-traditional setup because I get freedom here. Mm-hmm. Whereas before. Every time I've lived with a guy, and it's only been twice, but the two times I've lived with a man, mm-hmm. I felt trapped. trapped. I felt like, yeah, you want me to be a smaller version of myself so you can flex your masculinity yes. and feel like the man yes, and not feel like you're not giving me something mm-hmm. that you know I deserve. A girl, preach. And that is why I've already said, like, I just, and when I look back on it, I think about how demeaning it was. And on top of that, like, how they were trying to act like I was getting so much more than what I was, it's to the point where I will never let another nigga yell at me in an apartment. You know what I mean? Like, are you yelling at me in an apartment? I'm going to need you to lower your voice until you get equity in some actual property because I don't let niggas yell at me in apartments. I don't. I don't. Are we in a two family right now? Then I'm gonna need you to lower your voice. I can't. With need you to lower your voice, cause I ain't gonna let not a near another nigga yell at me in an apartment. And now I don't sit in circles. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it's not going down. That's that's a part of my baggage that whoever gets with me is just gonna have to deal with while we're Costcoing. Don't yell at me in apartments. Now, if you give me a mansion, a penthouse, um. I don't know, buy me some separate but equal property that I might think about letting you assert yourself. Assert yourself. Assert yourself with some authority and a different octave other than sane person. But uh, if you're trying to go above level, what volume? If you're trying to go above level six (laughs) in volume, nigga, I hope we ain't in an apartment because I'm going to pop off. You a fool. Are you yelling at me in an apartment? Okay, I'm sorry. I had a flashback. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I forgot where we started from, but this is where we, we have ended did. up. <laughs> this is where we are now. I think you had a third hot topic you wanted to bring up. <gasps> oh, yes. What we're going to be bringing into season two. Oh, yes. Our season two, like part. Like, part one of our season two. Yes, season two, part one. Mm-hmm. We're going to be sprinkling some Lowry seasoning salt on 
selected episodes of Sex in the City. Sex in the City. I feel like at a time where we're supposed to be so black, black, blackity black, this is really white of us. I can't help that I love sex in the city. <laughs> like, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. Okay, so we want to forewarn everybody that this is not going to be, like, a total, like, I love sex in the city, like... Total fan girl thing. thing. That's- Although, Deces brings it up on Deces and Miro sometimes, and he knows his stuff, so I don't understand why we can't talk about it on our podcast. Well, when I told a couple of people that that's what we were going to, like, base a few of our episodes on, they were like, don't do that. And oh, really? I was like, they were like, it's so white. And I was it's like... It's not so white. I mean, it, it's white, but, you know... Uh. I feel like in a moment of characters and storytelling, you can find yourself. Yes. You don't it's all have about to... the characters and the storytelling. That's what I dive into. And not necessarily the people. The portraying people the characters. Portraying the characters. I mean, they're fun. Yeah, yes. They're fun to look at. Yes. They're, they're like mannequins. Who doesn't have fun looking at mannequins? Anyway. Um, because it was on at such a pivotal time in our lives when we were coming up that it, it almost was like we set expectations around what we were seeing and that they felt like new, fun, inventive women. Mm-hmm. That it was like, this is the new woman. This is going to be the woman of the future. You're always... <laughs> Eugenie felt like a woman of the future. I mean, there's, there's, there's always been the shows with, you know, the girlfriends that have influenced me. And you always try to, you know, that did set some type of, like, thing in your mind. Like, oh, I hope it would be like this. Like, I, I want to grow up and everything be, like, living single. I do. And, and it's not to say that I don't love, you know, black girlfriend situations. No, like I Like, living do. single or girlfriends or insecure, which we could totally break down. Later. We could totally break down insecure. I'm down with insecure. The thing about sex in the city, though, is that there's four archetypes of women being displayed that I think that I was easier to relate to personality-wise than girlfriends. Yes. And it was the four archetypes really represented the desires of most women, and it just put them individually. Yes. Into the different characters. So it was like less about the lifestyle and more about the archetype. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, I think that the four characters of the women on Sex and the City are like four parts of one woman. And it's all about these scales, about where you fall in between, you know, a spectrum of where you fall. Where in, you're landing. Where you're landing in there. And uh, I think the way the characters are the personalities of them just really you were able to kind of hone in and like put yourself like I'm a little bit of this I'm a little bit of that more than I was with um a show like Girlfriends although there's different topics on those shows that I was able to relate to more than obviously Sex obviously in the City. obviously you know um but I'm thinking just specifically personality personality and adult desires yes Adult desires and fantasy. And fantasy. Adult fantasy. And lifestyle and fashion and fantasy. Yes. Fantasy. Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Fantasy. 
Because when I see black women, that's me. Yes. When I see a black woman on the screen, it just totally changes. It, that is me. Period. Mm-hmm. I don't even care what she's doing in the movie. I don't, I don't care if it's Beloved. I don't care if it's Jumping Jack Flash. I don't care if it's anything Taraji P. Henson has been in. If there's a black woman on the screen, it's like she's me. I'm invested. Mm-hmm. She's a part of me. Don't fuck up this character <laughs> backstory, okay? When I see white women, it's not to say that I can't see black women in a fantasy role. I mean, come on. I know that the people in Black Panther are not real, but they real. Okay. <laughs> uh, but they real. No. Whereas, like, real. a white girl on the screen is like a fantasy... It is a fantasy. You know why? Because I could stand to live in a world with less white girls that I have to interact with on a personal, like, this close basis. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I just mean that in a, like, sometimes we deserve space to ourselves. Like, I cr- I just relaunched my Black Planet because I was like, you know what? We need some space where, like, oh, I see. free yeah. from the white gaze. So... When I see a white woman up on the screen, it is like a fantasy, even though I can get, like, I get inspired by real parts of things. Like, mm-hmm. I watch Working Girl every time it's time to look for a job. Um, but the fantasy of that is that it could, you know what I mean? Like, we can make it, we can happen in a minute. You know, it's just, there's, it's a fluff layer. It's like. Yes, it's fluff. It's fluff. It's my fluff. It's my fluff. Yeah. Whereas if you mess up a black character I, or you do something like I'm way more invested in this yes, black woman. Yes, it's way more personal. It's like it's gotta. What are you doing? It's gotta go the right way. Honestly, you, I'm uh, way more it, invested it, 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 in yeah. any woman of color in a role. <laughs> I don't care if she's Chinese. I don't care if she's Indian. I don't care. I don't care if it's, if the woman is of color. I'm way more invested personally. I'm yes. like, you take care of this. You don't fuck this up, Chuck. Okay. Like I'm yes. very invested in a woman of color. Um, and I think that's why we're doing so well in all, because you're just more invested. Look how yeah. invested people were in Olivia Pope, um, B- Mary Jane Paul. Just you're invested yes. in a different kind of way. Emotionally in- invested in I'm a different I'm invested kind of in way. Rainbow Johnson all blackish. Mm-hmm. I, I was invested in uh, Joan, Tony, Maya, and Lynn. I was invested in them. I was invested in Regine, Maxine, Khadija. <laughs> I was invested in a different uh, way. Yeah, I, I I feel where you're coming from, and I agree, because, yeah, you're like, it's a different type of emotional thing, and then, you know, you see, you watch the white women, and it's like fluff. It's like, this is my carefree, uh, you know, you're not really. Yeah, it's a carefree not, spectrum of yeah. like, oh, I'm just gonna let go and live vicariously through the There's options of white women. There's not a care in the world. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. endless. It's like, yeah. Mm. Woo! Yeah. Mm. I, uh, yeah, I get it. Cause uh, you know, I. I I need me some fluff, because sometimes I can't, I'm like, oh, no, that's too deep. I can't watch that right now. I just, need, I just need some fluff, just something light. The amount of fluff that I partook in, I'm just telling you, I had to watch things with, like, starring Mandy Moore after I watched that R. Kelly documentary. I was like, turn on the fluff, get me back, get me back. Get me back on course. Get me back on course, Mandy Moore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Help me live in this fantasy land that I know I can't access Diane Keaton. Come on. 
I love Diane Keaton. I do too. Um, so yes, we're talking about Sex in the City. This first half of the season. It's really Sex in the City dating scenarios as it relates to Black women. Yes, because yes. I feel like we experience a lot of the same dating scenarios on different income levels, different income, d- levels. different socioeconomic levels. Yes. Um. Yeah. Different in res- results. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So in Sex in the City remixed with a little take that, take that on the side with Lowry seasoning sprinkled all seasoning throughout all over it all yep. over it all over it mm-hmm. I think it's it's really gonna be fun it's gonna be dope you don't have to have actually watched no all of Sex in the City or remember it yes um, it's not gonna be a total fangirl session it's really just gonna be taking the scenarios of the relationship of the relationship so really we're talking about relationships, relationships. Yes. per usual yeah mm-hmm. I've, I've found that we like we are relationship voyeurs. We, we like to look at, analyze, and de... I had a D word that I wanted to say, and I don't know what it Debunk, is. Debunk, demystify. Demystify, decompartmentalize mm-hmm. relationships, because they're mm-hmm. always so interesting. Um, yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Bam. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at with this. Yes, we are. Yes. So we're back. Oh, my God. Season two. Yes. We out here doing it. Yes, Karen. We doing it. And you like spearheaded us getting started. I did, even though you're always trying to like look at me like I'm not trying. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Look, it took a lot to get me off the floor to stop watching The Good Wife and away from the space <laughs> heater. I ain't gonna lie. It just took a lot this season. I know. And today it starts snowing and I'm like, ugh. <sighs> Come on, I need to something to lift me up where we belong. Mm-hmm. But we doing it, and and it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. We've really been looking forward to putting together season two, and I think everybody's gonna enjoy it. And it's gonna be dope as fuck. It's gonna be dope. So, yeah, let's let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a welcome back. It was a random ass welcome back, but welcome back. I think it's been very fun, and there are some really good sound clips in this episode. Yes. Mostly, why are you yelling at me in an apartment? Yes. Uh, ladies, I just want to say before we leave that if you and your man are sharing a two-bedroom apartment and you pay half on all the bills, you buy the groceries, you hold him down, you're nice to his baby mama. You uh, said with an S. You know, it's like when you see a word where it says baby mama and then in parentheses there's an S. You know, he could have one, he could have some. But if you out here and you work every day and you're just out here trying to make it and you know it's Friday night and the nigga didn't drink about six, seven, six packs of Miller Lite and he thinks he's about to raise his voice at you in your apartment, I just want to let you know you ain't got to take it. Boom! And I want you to say this with me. Mm-hmm. Are you yelling at me in an apartment? Like, with, like, question mark. Make sure you have that question mark. Like, remember when Allen Iverson asked about pra- practice? We talking about practice. Uh, Drake. Drake. The apartment. The nigga who had half on the rent, but half the rent ain't got him? Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, on that note. 
no, we, we're we, gonna end. We, we really are gonna end up. now. <laughs> hey, guess what, y'all? We gonna catch y'all on the flip side. Boom. Bye. Girls, wise girls, wise girls.